What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. Good morning and happy Tuesday. Tuesday. How's everybody doing today? Post your post Memorial Day feels below. Drop a comment. Drop a comment um, and tell us how are you feeling today? Some of you guys might be really freaking sore, huh? Raise your emoji hand if you did Murph. Yes, we want to see who did Murph yesterday. Murph. Today's form of self-sabotage after yesterday's form of self-sabotage is going to be the extreme opposite of yesterday, right? Yesterday may have been one too many hot dogs followed by a brownie followed by a few trulies. Why do we feel guilty? Because I think it's the opposite direction, by the way. <laughs> the true, truly's first, then all the food. I, it doesn't I was matter. like, what if they did Murph? They wanted to, to eat. <laughs> I don't think most of the world would choose to participate in that like we would. Yeah. But why do we feel guilty for doing that? Because when we do it without an intention, we have this assumption that it's bad. That's wrong. That it's but wrong. We also have this thing called intuition, which is also a gut feeling. And we're born with it. And when you're a kid, even, you know you're doing something. When you're doing something wrong, you know you're doing something wrong. You might not even know why it's wrong, but in- instinctively, intuitively, you know that it's wrong, right? So you try to hide whatever. Like if you're stealing a cookie from the cookie jar, And, you know, for some reason you think that you're not supposed to because you have this feeling that you're going to get in trouble for it. You know, you get sneaky about it, right? So it's also like, you know, when you are partaking in some kind of activity that is going to help you get closer to your goals or that is taking you further from your goals. And now you'll hear us say like the treats that we like to enjoy, or you'll see us post like, um, you know, a picture of us having a couple drinks or something, you know, um, or occasionally like you'll see us having some kind of like cake, like we had cake for your birthday, like, right. So it's not that these things are bad, but why is it that you feel so guilty when you eat them? Hmm. Why do you guys think that? I would, I would love it if you could drop it in the comments. I know why. Because that we've experienced it. I know why too. But I want I want them to share with us why do they feel that. Yeah, why why does that feel wrong? For me, it felt wrong, you know, back when I used to struggle. Because for a few reasons. For one, when I went into it, it wasn't it was never planned. It was just kind of around me, right? For two, it wasn't intentional because, again, it was just like around me, 
right? I didn't plan for it. I didn't earn it. I didn't use it as a form of celebration. It was just there. For three, I didn't have any control over it, right? So it's all intertwined, right? And and that's why you get sucked into this cycle. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it can take you years to just acknowledge that, right? But like avoiding it is not going to help. It's not realistic. So today, what most people are going to do... Can we yeah. read what they said yeah. first? Carmen said, I think it's such... I think it's a, yeah, a mentality of shame and bad relationship with food uh-huh. because when you have a goal, it feels like you're setting yourself back because most of the time we overeat these foods and we don't, they don't align with our goals. Can you go up real quick? I'm just, I'm writing down some notes. Do you mind? Who, who said that? I think it was, First oh, was Cameron. Cameron. Okay. I, it's a mentality of shame. Shame, bad relationship with food. And what was the other one? Feels like when um, when you have a goal, it feels like you're setting yourself back. That was Tiffany. Mm. Okay, what's the other one? Christina said because most of the time we overeat these foods that don't align with our goals. Okay, I don't so think that's a why. That that yeah, lack of control. Again, lack of control. Uh huh. Um, as a child, we weren't a healthy family, so nature or sorry, nurture. Um, and poor habits. So the question though was, why do we feel bad? Okay. Okay. So, so my, so my next question, right? Mentality of shame. Why do you think we grow up being, being ashamed of that? Now I, I have an idea. However, I, I want, uh, I'm wondering if we're on the same page on this. It goes back to the feeling that you have that like intuition you when you know something is not right and you partake in it anyways you feel ashamed because you know you didn't do the right thing and now you it also is the lack of control i think it's in um the duo right the the lack of control and the shame of i know that this is not the best thing for me to be doing, but I'm doing it anyways because I don't have control. So from what I've gathered <clears throat> is that there's three parts to it. We feel shameful for three reasons. For one, it's a cultural belief, mm-hmm. right? We, we grow up in a society that, and, and you know, if, if you think differently, please speak up, right? Like the, this platform is here for you to, to, to give you permission to think as an individual and not just like, you know, consume. And so we respect that, right? Um, however, from my own experience, I believe it's because culturally we're brought up thinking that, you know, like if I think of like an ideal body based off of what society portrays, it's a tall white girl who's blonde and skinny and she has a thigh gap and her stomach is flat and she has arm noodles you know basically like a Giselle Bunchen or whatever like growing up these were the women to to strive to look like so I'm gonna say that that's through your glasses right that's that's not what I wanted like that's not what I saw. So really it's, here's the thing, like you are the only one in charge of 
And here's a, okay, so first of all, nobody can tell you how you want to look. Right. And the way you want to look is not even about the look. It's about what that look gives you. Mm-hmm. And what, what that look does it give you? gives you is confidence, empowerment, accomplishment, which also then yields more confidence. We say all the time, it's not about the weight you lose. It's about who you become in the process because that who you become is the person that you're striving for, but you think that it's a body that you're striving for, not the person that lives in that body. So, you know, when you're not behaving in alignment with the person that lives in that body, you feel guilty because you're cheating yourself. Mm -hmm. Now that's the behavioral part. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's such thing as habits too. It's not all just about motivation. It's not all about discipline. It's not all about, um, just trying to avoid everything and say no to everything. It's more like I haven't taken the time to take the right steps or I haven't been introduced to the right people who can give me the right steps. Right. We try all these different programs, um, hoping that, you know, we're going to lose weight. Uh, but if it's an unsustainable weight loss or if it's an, then it's an unsustainable method, right? So if everything that you've tried up until this point has not gotten you actually to where you want to be, I don't care if it worked. If you're not where you want to be, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It worked until what? Until it didn't. So it didn't work. Right. So, I mean, this, we're getting yeah. off topic, but uh, well, so, so we talked about, you know, culturally, like how, how you view your best self from your own lens, right? And, and a lot of times, like we've talked about, like it's skewed based off of what society teaches you, right? So I, I personally believe that a lot of people in their life, and I see that with assessments, like, you know, and, and this is why you have to pay attention, like to the physical and the behavioral, like, you know, let's say a woman that weighs 250 pounds wants to be 125. I'm like, this is what she sees through her lens as being optimal, right? But the reality is, is that it doesn't matter if she ends up, if her best self is at 150 or 125, but a lot of times, especially women, right? Like they put a number based off of what they see as being ideal from their lens. And it's a good starting point, right? But it always adjusts as you go, as you get closer to your goals in a sustainable way, the goals adjust. They always do. And if you do it right, you actually end up becoming better than you think you ever could have. Yep. And it's like, oh my God. And then you look back and you're like, can you believe that 10 years ago I was here and now I'm here? And oh my God, like I would have never thought. But you, you just said a golden nugget. 10 years. What if we told you guys that you, you can become your best self, but it's going to take you 10 years, not 10 days, 10 years. Do you want to try anymore? I think that a lot of people are like, I would say Americans, especially I can say this, like I've lived here my entire life and I know the shelteredness that it is because I've also been outside of here. I think that a lot of Americans, especially are very much like, just, you know, a lot of the world now, like thanks to, of course, all of the fast delivery convenience things that we have, it's like now we are learning and we are be, uh, what's the, 
what's the word? We're conditioned to want convenience. And that's what our society has brought us. So it's understandable, but you have to get your mind out of that because it's not convenient. It's not quick, right? It's not easy. It's simple, meaning not complicated. If you're doing it right, it's simple. But it's not, it doesn't, that doesn't mean it's easy, meaning you're never going to struggle. Of course, you're going to struggle. If you're trying to create change, it requires force and force requires energy. Yeah. Right. And energy output means you're going to struggle. Right. So, and a lot of times it's all mental. Most of the time that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of, you know, feeling, feeling guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty if you've done it right. Like if you want to eat a hot dog, if hot dogs are your thing, it's not mine, but <laughs> whatever your thing is, I think in our, in our community, it's more like a sugar. Popcorn. I mean, popcorn's like the better alternative actually, but like, ice you know, cream. if it's ice cream or cupcakes or mm-hmm. chips or whatever, like, okay, fine. If you want to have that, great. But what's the intention going into it? Did you even have one? Or are you just mindlessly shoving things into your pie hole? And then you feel guilty. I would feel guilty afterwards too, right? But it's because you didn't have an intention. There was no purpose. It was just kind of like, do to do to do. That Right. And, and, you know, that's just like doing anything in life without an intention. It's like, it's like, you know, going to a store, have, let, let's say, when they have a crazy sale or just, let's say, going to Lululemon, right? And because they have new stuff that that you love, you end up getting like 10 things when you, when you didn't even intend on getting one thing, you just ended up going there because you saw that it was there. Are you going to have remorse afterwards for, you know, running your credit card on, let's say like 10 Lululemon outfits? Absolutely. Because you did it without an intention rather than saying, oh shit, like I need a new sports bra. So like you're going out of your way to search for a sports brand you invest in one. Good morning, Ken Jocelyn. I know you I know up, that you're very familiar with, with the sports bra shopping. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, deep down, our intuition knows whether we're being intentional or not. Because if we're not being intentional, then we haven't planned that in the first place, right? So if you end up doing something and you don't plan for it in the first place, for one, that shows that there wasn't any discipline or plan going into it. So what makes you think that while you're in the moment, right, discipline will be practiced? What starts in chaos ends in chaos. Amen. Right? So let's say if you're going into a party, haven't planned like, Okay, like how many drinks you're going to have or what you're going to eat, right? Like there's already chaos in your head. What makes you think that you're going to come home from the party not having gone through chaos? You're going to sabotage yourself because you haven't planned for it in advance. Intention also creates purpose and purpose yields fulfillment. So if you don't have intention with eating what you're eating, you don't have a purpose, which means you are not fulfilled. You will never be fulfilled. That's why you keep eating more, right? Also, the second thing is that you didn't earn it because you just did that shit yesterday and the day before or two days before or last week or whatever, right? It's too often, too frequent. And you know, in your heart, you're like, I didn't do anything to like 
really feel like I earned this. So then what happens is you do guilt cardio afterwards, or you do some kind of movement, or you think you have to run, you know, 10 miles to make up for, you know, something that you ate or to make up previous to something that you're going to eat, um, which would be more of like you're earning it. You know, if, if you do it, if there's something you partake in like every single week and it's just like the starts in chaos, ends in chaos, and it's like a binge or a free for all or a non-intentional mindless, just eating like you are going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the purpose of this today's episode is to teach you that, yes, you can enjoy things, right? Yes. There are pleasures in life that have been man-made that now we know about them. We can never unknow them like ice cream that are fun to enjoy at times. But when you have no intention, you will not be fulfilled no matter how much of it you eat. And if you haven't done something to earn it, if you haven't taken the right, and I don't even mean, oh, if I lose X number of pounds, then I can eat whatever. That's the wrong mentality. That's going to get you right back to where you started. But if it's like, you know, my intention in order to earn X is to do Y and Z first, and then I won't feel guilty because I will have followed through with what I said I was going to do. So I don't have to feel bad by rewarding myself in the way that I said I was going to reward myself. Now, rewarding yourself with food is a completely different topic that we can talk about. It's just an example. Yeah. Yeah. So the other point that was brought up was, you know, um, we feel like failure because we have this expectation that we have to be perfect. And we know that this is a very big struggle for you get for, for this community, this expectation that they that that you have to be perfect that is not true whatsoever like for one what is perfect what does perfect look like to you i wonder if i want to give a shout out i just had to look it up to make sure that the person that i was thinking of was right but i have to give a massive shout out i don't know if jessica swanson's in the room right now but she's going through our eight-week transformation and she posted a video yesterday we recommended a book that everybody read and, you know, she read it and she's like, here's something that really stood out to me. And she's talking about the, the concept of perfection as something that we've made up. It's not even a thing. It's literally your imagination. Like there is no such thing as perfection. Perfection is an opinion. Ooh! Perfection is your opinion Ooh! of what should be perfect, right? Nobody tells you what you have to be. You get to tell you what you have to be. And you make up this idea of what you believe to be perfect. And it's just your idea. So then you try to live up to this expectation, which is everything that could go 100% right all of the time. And you know, and I know, and Sarit knows, and Boogie knows that that is not realistic. That's not life. That's not how life goes. Nothing happens 100% of the way that you would ideally like it to happen, which means that level of perfection that you've created is never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Zero times ever, 100% of the time. So now you're going to be inconsistent. And what do we know about consistency? It's everything. So I'm curious to know what this perfection looks look like for you since it is an opinion. This was the book people are asking. It's called The Four Agreements. Go get it on Amazon right now. And I want royalty. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I deserve the royalty, actually. That's Don Miguel, but yeah, I um, commission. 
Mr. Ruiz. Ruiz. What does what does perfection look like for you, you guys? So my it's hair. not it's not about my perfection. Hair. It's about intention. My hair is perfection. If you were to carry your life focusing on intention as much as you focus on perfection, for one, you'll be a lot stressed out. For two, a lot, stressed out. A lot less stressed out. Okay. For two, you'll be a lot more present and in the moment. You'll be able to enjoy your life and not, you know, go through the motions feeling guilty about everything that you do, right? And for three, you'll be able to make consistent progress. But people are so stuck in their idea of perfection, which looks like, you know, in this community, not eat any carbs, um, just a boring, boring steamed vegetables with grilled brown chicken rice. breast. And mm, I, I don't even think brown rice. A quarter too, cup. Too scared to eat rice. A quarter cup. An unsatisfying amount, if any. So I'm not going to eat brown rice with my meal, but then when I see a brownie and I didn't have an intention for it and I didn't work on the internal mechanisms to, to help me plan for it, I'm going to eat an entire tray. Of course, you're going to be scared of carbs if that's how you operate. Every time you eat carbs, you end up gaining weight. Yeah. Have you ever heard when people, when they say, I just look at a carb and I gain weight? Well, thoughts become things. I just look at it. I just smell it and I gain weight. That's your perception. That's because you when have you no eat them, because when you eat them, you eat all of them. And right. then you eat your friends too. You don't eat your friends. You eat your friends' apostrophe yeah. brownies. But that is also because there is lack of control. So now I get it. The lack of control part goes very deep. And I know that a lot of you guys struggle with it. And, and both Aaron and myself, we struggle with it for a very long time. For one, now more than ever, lack of control is something that's harder to gain because... And the food industry, like scientists literally, right, will create food, right? Like not mother nature's food, right? Like we're talking like the fun food that you guys love but are scared of, right? Um, you know, in a way that's addictive. So you physiologically could become more dependent on it, dependent on or dependent to, dependent on it right? Like then you would otherwise, right? So, so nowadays, like ever since the 20th century, like we see that a lot more people have less control, you know, over food because like most of the food that's being presented to us nowadays, unless, you know, we've, we've learned the system to identify what's the real food and what's not, is addictive so it could get very slippery if you don't have guidance if you don't know how to identify it and guess what the sooner you start introducing yourself to these foods the sooner it gets and that's why childhood obesity is a big problem right because these kids are you know who have no control right are fully dependent on their parents who don't know shit about nutrition are bringing into the home these addictive poisonous foods. So by the time they're 12, they're, they're completely overweight, probably, you know, have already like, um, pre-diabetes, pre-diabetes, right. And you know, they can barely move and 
They're fully addicted to food, especially sugar. Not to mention that their limiting beliefs would include that they are genetically designed to be that way. Right. When really the food industry will push everything that is not healthy as healthy, misleading us to believe that we're doing well. You know how many people I, I talk to actually that are like, I eat pretty well. I'm like, if you're 250 pounds, something's off in your definition of pretty well. Yeah. And I don't blame you. Actually, it's, I would blame the food industry for marketing shit as, oh, it'll lower your sugar cholesterol. Free. It's fucking no cereal. added sugar. <clears throat> Fat-free licorice. Right? Like claiming, like trying to make these claims to make you believe that you are doing a good job. Shame on them. Um, Look, you guys, the FDA cares about one thing and one thing only. For one, their standards are very low. For two, they just want your money. Right? And, and that's why we show up each and every morning, you guys. And we say that we are in a mission. Because for one, we, we want to help women feel liberated. We want to, to be the vessel to allow women to, to live their ba best life so that they can feel confident. But until you master your body, you will never be confident. I don't care what you have in life. And I don't care what car you drive, what house you live in, how much money you have in your bank account. If you're not happy with your body, there's no way in hell you're confident. When you look at your daughter, how you speak to her, when you look at your husband, when you're in the boardroom, it doesn't matter. Confidence for a woman is everything because you know this very well. For a very long time, we've been oppressed and we're still oppressed. And guess what? I believe that until, as women, we will have learned all the tools to have confidence, we will forever keep on being oppressed. However, I do believe that women do run the world. Who runs the world? Girls. Okay, so you said that until you master your body, and I want to take it even a step before that, when until you, you I don't believe you can ever master your mind sure. because there's always things that you can improve on, even with your body. However, you can achieve a state of uh, feeling accomplished and confident within your, your skin and your shape, right? Now, you're the only one who gets to decide what that looks like, um, but... You have to first master what's like between your ears. You have to first know how to control your thoughts and your beliefs and your ideas of what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong and what's, you know, you have to figure out how to not be perfect, how to understand that perfect is, a, is an idea that you have, which is fine. But it's something that will never be achieved because it's when everything goes right, when everything goes exactly according to what your plan would be, which we all know never happens. And a lot of it's outside of your control. But when this knows what it does have control over and what it doesn't have control over and then capitalizes on the things it does have control over and learns how to um, move forward mentally first, only then. Can you externally transform? Yep. Only then. And so many people are focusing on the wrong thing. Again, because they're not being intentional. They're focusing on the weight. They're focusing on a number instead of 
them focusing on how their thoughts need to change first. Your body will never change until your mind does. I believe there's also a big focus on will this food make me fat or not? Yep. Versus how will this food make me feel? How will this food make me perform? How, how will this food give me energy or not? How will this food help my organs to function or not? Right? We look at food and we're like, oh, I still do it. I know you do it. Even if you're health, even if you're a healthy person, especially as a female, if you have ever, ever, ever in your life struggled with weight loss, you will have this thought when you look at food is, will that make me fatter or will that keep me lean or getting leaner? Oh wait, do you think that? Do you look at certain foods and you're like, oh, and you kind of judge them? Well, I used to for a very long time. Like the, that, that was my biggest struggle. Right? Like when, when I was sharing my story until whatever happened to my dad, then there was a shift and then my life had forever changed. But it so never now leaves, I think, but it never leaves the back of your head. So now I think about how will this affect my body? Right. But you also look at food. Tell me you never think that about foods. Bad foods. Yes. Foods in general that I eat. No. Right. Same. But there's, I mean, there's always going to be that thought based off of certain things. When I see a brownie, yeah, of course I think that, Ugh, right? I second guess. But, you know, when your perception starts to change, especially around the topic of carbs, you know, um, you set yourself up in a much better position. So, so I think it was, was it Brittany who just said, yeah, she said every day I struggle with that thought. So Brittany, my advice to you is instead of asking yourself, will this food help me get skinnier or not? Just ask yourself, how will this food help me feel? Brittany, your name is familiar and I feel like you're in one or more of our programs. Um, if you are not already doing the 28 day metabolic reset, then you need to, um, and also get the, um, badass fit body custom nutrition program before that, because there's mindset shifts within that program that are going to change your world, like rock your world. So if you need help on getting that, let me know. But I, I, feel, I have a feeling you are already have something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So again, we, we don't have control because of everything that's happening within the FDA and the FDA's rules and regulations, right? But like, unless we will be educated, okay, to, to think for ourselves that like actual facts and not fall for claims. Most people fall for claims thinking that their sugar-free creamer is good for them because it's got no fat. Because it's sugar-free. Meanwhile, it's got 50 <clears throat> ingredients in it. You, you believe a claim. However, like, you have to understand whether this is the whole truth. It's, the food industry manipulates people by, by telling them a small portion of what's happening. Right? So we believe it. Unless we really know the system as to what is a healthy food. How, how could you identify a healthy food, right? So like you don't know what you don't know. And that's why I say it is, it should be your duty and obligation to understand that system. So the industry knows that we believe now at this point, sugar to make us fat. So they're going to say sugar free. 
They don't mention the fact that all of the chemicals that are within there change your hormonal balance or create an imbalance, which then also leads to weight gain. Also, how about the different names of sugar? Yeah, there's like... It could have no sugar, but it can have something else that's a sugar byproduct. There's like a million names for sugar. So, you know, like we're here to educate and there's so much that we can do. Right. Like a lot of you guys are probably like, oh shit, like whatever. For, for one, if this is something that you've been struggling with and like you want help with that, like please reach out. Um, I think you should know by now that we're here to help. For two, that that's why our mission is so big. So that let's say there's somebody in your family that, that you see every single time that's either really guilty or always on a diet and they never have fun, but they always look the same. And the reason why I'm saying it is because most women are like that. Scared to eat this, not going to eat that, not never going to have a meal, always having cheese and crackers because it's small, right? Look, we've been there. I've never eaten more in my life than I do right now. If you guys were to see the size of my nose, you're going to be like, how, I don't know how that small body can can fit all that food in it. But it's true. We people, give you permission to say eat. that but, when but, you see us eat. You're right. They're right? like, like think the salad. All of that? I think the salad is for five people. We're like, no, bitch, that's for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to make an extra big one. <laughs> so we give you permission to eat. However, you you have to understand what's good for you and what's not. And and what's what claims are being made towards you are not the truth. So, you know. Jenny Wilson, send me a message. Write me out. So, you know, look, you guys, th- this is why we show up. And it's, I'll, I'll tell you my first degree mission, and then I will tell you my second degree mission. And if you could, guys could help us with that, we will be extremely grateful. So now you're starting to have an insight of all the trickery that's happening within the world, right? So if you haven't been watching the show consistently, we recommend that you start there, okay? Look, like with the way that society works, right like things like the standards of the fda are are only going to be lowered and lowered right it is your obligation and your duty to understand everything that goes on into it so that you can understand for yourself whether it's the truth something that we always say is we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement nutrition and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours that is why I wake up at 4 a.m. every single morning when waking up this early has been a struggle of mine for a really long time because it is my lifelong purpose and mission. I'm literally a vessel for that and so is Erin. Step one would be to relieve women of shame and misery and frustration with this weight loss cycle that end up, ends up leaving them nowhere so that they can gain full confidence feel empowered and that we can show the world as women what it is that we're capable of because there's no way in hell that we're being given enough credit for what we're doing okay and we can see that because we have amazing women like you know the women's national soccer team who are fighting like to get you know like bigger paychecks like you guys see it and you experience every day but you don't fight for it as much because you don't believe in yourself because you don't feel like you've earned the accomplishment but it starts from within, right? And that's why it's important to work on yourself in a way where you can feel like you're in control and you're in charge. But look, if you can't tell the brownie no, and the brownie is in control of you, then how can you tell your husband or your boss or your girlfriend or anything or your child, 
right? So you end up treating yourself like a piece of shit because everybody else does. And I call that bullshit because I think that women are such great givers and, and we do deserve the best, but we need to give ourselves permission to do so. Okay. And that's why we started this community. So that's step one. And that's step two. When you do amazing things in life, the whole purpose of it is to magnify it to magnify to the future generation. We have in America already 30 million kids who are obese, 30 million. Like, dude, it doesn't have to be this way, but that's because the moms don't know how to treat their bodies, right? Right? So the kids are fully dependent on their moms, right? And they grow up believing that this is how they're meant to live their life. So they end up dying at 30 of heart disease, of, you know, poverty. There's a big reason why, you know, weight gain and, and, and also like um, financial struggle are very correlated. But we will get to that as the journey unfolds. For now, we're only going to focus on health. But you guys, this is a lifelong health mission to relieve women of all the frustration and then to let it trickle down to the next generation. And I told, I told this to Erin last week. I'm like, you know what? For as long as I'll be able to accomplish that, I will die happily. That's all I want in life. All I want. So I'll wake up at 4 a.m. However, if I can please ask you, if you're still watching this, there's 20, 20, either six or eight people in the room right now. Do us a favor and just share it. Say something about this. So that somebody in the FDA can see it. I want to go and I want to talk to them. No, oh, they don't give a shit. I know that, but hey, the, the more we, we, you know, we knock them down, the more we knock on their doors, eventually they will have to listen. And if I have to be that person, then heck, I will. I'll kick it down. Right? But like, we need I'll to do this together. Like Aaron and I, we can't do this by ourselves. Burn the we village. need your help too. So if you found, if you found any value from today's conversation, do us a favor and please share it and say something about it. Don't, don't just click share because nobody else is going to look at it. The point is to get more eyes on this mission so that we can get more support and get in front of some people so that we can really make a change. Imagine if we lived on a, in a world where kids were taught in schools that system of what is healthy food. Right. Imagine if we lived in a world where women just felt badass and confident wherever they went instead of shameful. Come on, we don't have to be shameful for eating a brownie. However, we need to know the details of how it affects us and why it controls us in a certain way. Yeah. And until we understand that, then we'll never be able to get there. So remember that it all starts with you. Nobody else but you. Your life right now happened to you because of you and nobody else. I want you to think of whatever light bulb moment you may have had or moments during this episode. I want you to click the share button and I want you to write down your light bulb moment. And then I want you to post it wherever you choose to post it. Amazing. Um, you know, we're really on a mission and we are grateful for every single one of you showing up, watching this, participating with us, being here, wanting to better yourself, wanting to better your families, wanting to better your life. It starts with you. And so all we ask, you know, we show up free five days a week to help you help yourself. And all that we ask in return is that you click the share button and you share some aha moments and then post that so that other people have the opportunity to see as well. Um, 
that's it. So thank you guys so much for being here. Did you have anything else? No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up for yourself this morning. And thank you for helping us to spread the mission. Yeah. I want to bring up one more thing. Imagine if we lived in a world where all of the people you were surrounded by also ate healthy. How much easier do you think it would be for you to eat healthy? Right? So sharing this mission is in an effort to get more people eating well so that you can be surrounded by more people who are not tempting you to uh, derail or who are encouraging you to really be your best self nutritionally and in all other areas of life. So thank you guys so much. And we will see you tomorrow. Ready? All right, guys, have a great day. We love you. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.